Hey there, you're listening to the Campus Bible Study Podcast. If you'd like to find out more information, you can go to campusbiblestudy.org. Welcome back to the Campus Bible Study Podcast. I'm Ross and I've got Carl here with me. Hello. And we're going to be looking at some of the questions and trying to do our best to answer them that were from the talk in uh, last week on campus. We looked at Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, all the way to the end, 25. So we're going to begin with a great question that gets us to think a little bit about something that you mentioned in the talk. Uh, Christopher from Business asked, Carl, you mentioned that God will destroy the old creation before he brings in the new when describing the arguments for and against environmentalism. Where does it talk about that in the Bible? Just curious. Thanks, Chris. Um, I think I'll just give you a couple of brief references and then... Uh, whet your appetite by saying we're going to deal with this at MYC Midyear Conference this year. Mm. So um, you can go to 2 Peter 3. Let me just read to you one verse from 2 Peter 3, verse 7. But by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. And I think Ross has got a verse from Revelation 21 as well that might be worth looking at. Yep, from verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Okay, so the idea is that God is going to make a new creation. And if those words ring a bell, it might be because you've heard Christians spoken about as a new creation. And so in a sense, uh, if you have God's Holy Spirit in you now, you are the first fruits of that new creation. Uh, we'll deal a little bit more with that at uh, NYC when we think about resurrection, which will be good fun. Mm, great, something to look forward to. All right, pushing on. We've got uh, another great question from Ray in Science and one from Joel in Science as well. They ask, is the creation in Genesis 2 perfect? If so, how can something be not good in verse 17 in creation? And why is there the potential for evil? Why does God put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden if it doesn't serve any purpose as the tree of life does? Yeah, so um, it, these are great questions and they, they ask a, a helpful thing, but we've got to be really careful because... I think a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, we discussed what happens when we put ourselves at the center. Mm. And when we put ourselves at the center of creation, we think, oh, did God make a mistake? You know, God was creating this perfect, uh, you know, creation for us. And if we're at the center, then why did God make it potentially to, to be stuffed up? Um, and, and again, the, the problem is we've got ourselves at the center as the purpose of everything, which we are not. Um, what we've got to do is we've got to say, when we come to the whole Bible, we realize that the center of everything is Jesus. And so sometimes I ask the question, at mid-year conference in particular, I say, why will heaven be better than the Garden of Eden before the fall? Mm. And the answer is that in heaven, you will be worshiping a savior. And so a relationship that has been, uh, in a sense, tarnished by sin and then redeemed and reconciled by salvation is actually better than a relationship that had never been saved at all. And so the purpose of the whole of everything God does is to glorify Jesus as our great Lord and Saviour. 
And so when you put that purpose as the central thesis of the whole Bible, you can see that, well, it just makes you look at what's happening in Genesis a little bit differently. Mm. And so I'd encourage uh, people to do that, to actually go, okay, if God's big picture, if God's big plan is about Jesus being glorified as the great saviour of humanity, then how does that change the way I look at Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3? Mm. That's really helpful. And, and of course, we saw, and I had to ask ourselves the question in when we looked at chapter 1 particularly, is humanity the pinnacle mm. of God's creation. We don't want to let that let us think that we're the center and we're the only thing that matters in creation. There's also God or God's got a part to play as well. Yes, and, and we saw that Jesus fulfilled our human destiny mm. by being the man who mm. can rule over the creation. So in a sense, the pinnacle humanity has a pinnacle Jesus. Yeah, that's really helpful. Well, uh you did speak a little bit about this, and this, this next question does roll on nicely. Uh, Andrew from Business, he asked, Why is there marriage, one flesh, before the fall, but no marriage in heaven? Matthew 22, uh, 23 to 33. Is heaven different to pre-fall, and why? Is it because it didn't work? Did God make Eden doomed to fail and had Jesus planned all, the, all along? Okay, I love this question because uh, Andrew kind of knows the answer. Did God make Eden doomed to fail and had Jesus planned all along? Well, uh, not only did he have Jesus planned all along, but Ephesians 1 says that he had you planned all along. Before the creation of the world, chosen in Christ. Uh, is Ephesians 1 language. Mm. And so um, isn't it beautiful that, Andrew, you, I love the way you've, you've answered your own question at the end. Uh, I don't know if I want to say, did God make Eden doomed to fail? I think, I don't know if I can quite go that far, but I do know that God had Jesus planned all along. Mm. And that is why heaven will be different to pre-fall Garden of Eden. Mm. Um, why is there marriage before the fall, but no marriage in heaven? Well, I like that you've gone to Matthew 22, Andrew, but I think there will be one marriage in heaven at least. Mm. And we're going to be looking at that marriage this week in the Bible Talks, and that'll be on the pod, uh, that'll be on up, uploaded next week. Great. Wow. Two plugs in one podcast. Yeah, no, it's this terrible, is isn't it? Well, next thing we'll be selling out and having ads on this thing. <laughs> well, we'll take a little bit of a, a different tack for our last question. Tim from Engineering, he asked, how can I trust what I read in the Bible if Carl translates it and gives it a new meaning? Yeah, ouch, Tim. Good question. It's the right question to ask. And I actually tread very carefully when I teach the Bible for this very reason. Tim, you are right to pick it up. When you, um, when you translate any language to any other language, there is never a perfect one-to-one -one correspondence. There are different words. Um, some words don't exist in other languages, uh, and sometimes a, a three-word phrase in one language means one word in another language. So, for instance, the, the thing I, I tried to do in this talk was to talk about God caused the man to rest. Mm. Now, the word is literally caused to rest. In, in the Hebrew, there's a, there's a causal word um, <laughs> that's it's hard to explain in English. Now, um, I... Why I, why I use the original languages, um, and I actually love the original languages of the Bible because they show me things that the English can't quite deliver. Mm. 
Uh, and so I love to point out some of those, but I'm, I want to be careful when I do it because if I keep pointing those out, it's, I don't want it to undermine your confidence in the really good English translation of the Bible that you have in front of you. When you've got, say, an ESV or a Holman or a, uh, an NIV. And this, this raises the really interesting point. We are blessed with great English translations and we should not, um, yeah, I guess take that for granted. Mm. There are many people in the world who speak many languages who don't even have one full Bible translated in their language. Some languages still have nothing from the Bible translated in it. And so if we have been blessed with good English translations and numerous good English translations, then we should read them and we should value them and we can trust them. I, because I'm teaching the Bible and wanting to push you on a little bit further, I will occasionally go back to the original languages. I try to translate the passage from the original language before I teach it. Mm. It shows me things that um, the English uh, can't quite bring out or that I, I want to help you see um, when I teach it. Mm. But I never want to do that to diminish the, the great English translations that we have. So I would encourage you to never underestimate or lose trust in the great English translations we have. But if you want to go and learn Biblical Greek or Biblical Hebrew, I highly recommend it. Uh, it'll help you to see even more what, what's going on in a sense behind the English. Mm. But uh, if you don't want to learn Biblical Greek or Biblical Hebrew, then uh, you've got great translations in English Let's make sure that we uh, take advantage of these great English translations, make sure we are reading our Bibles, make sure we are learning and, and digging deep into them, because there's really not much that you can't uh, understand from the great English translations we have. Mm -hmm. And so dig in, read them well, and uh, look, uh, perhaps we should finish uh, in, why don't we go to... 2 Timothy 3. Uh, do you want to read 2 Timothy 3, verse 15, 16, Ross? I'd love to. How from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. So make sure you keep reading your Bible. Keep taking advantage of God's Word in your language and keep growing in your relationship with Christ because when you read the Word, you keep learning more about your great Lord and Saviour so that you can keep persevering in Him. So keep persevering in Christ. Thanks, Carl.